0: hello and welcome back to the swords and misery podcast you're listening to the blight this is episode six where's the grace in necrophilia don't worry we won't take you too by surprise we left off last time with some spicy inner party conflict between Athar and Cecil. I believe there was a prostitute mentioned? Perhaps one who looked like Athar's wife? Now, I could be wrong. But I'm not. And uh, we rejoin our protagonists as they go back inside Grast Hall to have some brandy. Or was it port? With the man himself.
1: Hi, I'm Bear. I'm playing Cecil,
2: the illusionist, half-elf. I'm Cap, and I'm playing Bornor, the half-orc thief.
3: Yo, I'm Sis. I'm playing the human, Callan the Callous, who's also a fighter. I'm glad we dropped the brown guy thing, because that would be... I think people would... I
4: could could do it over. No, 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 we'll drop the brown guy thing. (laughs) Why not? I uh... don't know. You're our ticket to diversity clearance.
0: Hello. Hooray! I am Pardles, everybody's favorite mascot of this show. I play Jerry. He is is a person.
4: Is
1: that? Is this what Jerry's gonna sound like this episode?
0: I don't know. His accent changes like the wind because he keeps forgetting who he is. All he knows are his 13 siblings. Also, he crochets. He's a dwarf. He fell
1: off that. And he's a fighter. He fell off that chimney really hard.
0: Yeah, very, very hard. The head, it hurts sometimes.
5: Hi, I'm Izzy, and I'll be playing Aftar the human cleric.
4: Alright, uh, yeah, so, uh, we'll do, we'll do a quick little recap. Uh, you guys were, uh, born and raised in a little village of Wiccan. And then, uh, something terrible happened. Got invaded by some, uh, crazy people. You guys were taken prisoner, brought a bar, the uh, uh, prison ship called the uh, Redemption. You guys were approached by a woman named Eleanor Shank as you guys were ready to be hung on the noose, She asked you to, uh, to escape. She basically set up a little plan for you guys to escape, uh, to head to festival and rescue or, or try to find someone named uh, Uriah Garrick. Uh, the only catch is she wanted you to bring somebody named Amo- Amos Grast with you. So you guys find Amos Grass. You guys take off. You guys almost get killed in the water. Lose all your stuff. It is at the bottom of the lime at this point. Uh, you guys finally make it to festival. Uh, Amos invites you to uh, his uncle's house, quotations, um, and from there he's he's got some crazy dinner party going on for you guys, which is pretty exciting. We had some uh, some crazy uh, PvP action going on. Which didn't involve puddles. Oh, that's kind of weird. Isn't it? Yeah, it's like the end of the days or something.
0: Yeah. Hey, I'm not always the center of chaos. Okay, if the party self-destructs without me, I'll just sit back and drink my sherry.
4: Right. Let it go, Brandy. It's what's being served. So now we are at the. uh... All right. So yeah, we're, we're at the Grast Hall right now. We are we are having dinner with Marin Grast, the uh, the uncle of uh, of Amos Grast. Um, right now I think, uh, uh, Athar, uh, has kind of left the dinner for justified reasons, a little upset about what's going on here. Um, and remind me, is Callus with everybody? Or or Callan, is he with everybody?
3: Um, I believe Callan ended up following, uh, Athar out to console him and or figure out what happened because he's not too sure and or comfortable with social interactions and
4: uh, Borner... Or... He likes Aftar. Yeah, he's a good guy. I mean, it's it's kind of like, it really is like, this is an insane fucked up world, and Aftar is the only guy that's saying, what the fuck is wrong with you people? This place is insane. People are sick. <laughs> Wasted your life it's making shit. He belongs here. I just quoted Ed Wood, no one got that.
0: No. None of us. We are uncultured swine. Who's Ed Wood? 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 Edward D. Wood. Who's Ed? Who? Who?
1: He's he directed Plan 9 from Outer Space. Who's Ed
0: Wood though? What? What's The movie that killed.
1: The movie that killed Bela Lugosi.
4: Yes. What? Literally. All right, move on. What? Just Dracula. What did
0: he direct though? Dra- oh, dra- okay. Thank you.
4: All right. Uh. So Borinor. Borinor's in there doing all this stuff too. Is he sitting down with uh, with Marion Guest? Ah. Uh. I think you were, you were inside, right? I know, I know Cecil's going nuts. Cecil's drinking the brandy. He's, he's excited, man. He's, he's living the highlight.
2: Yes. I can't recall whether or not I got up to go after, um, someone. I don't remember now. Um, but I guess I am still sitting there then.
4: All right. Yeah. So inside, um, yeah. Uh, uh, uh Marin is just pouring the brandy, just like being a goofy guy. Uh, so outside, let's 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 take it. Let's take a step outside. So we've got Callan the Callous, uh, who has lost uh, lost Agnes. Um, so tell us a little about. We'll just
3: refresh us. Like Callan and Agnes, what's up with that? Um. So in terms of their relationship, so Callan had only recently lived in Wiccan for the last year or two. Uh, and he was found bloodied up and murdered, or not murdered, but close to close to death, close to being murdered. And uh, he was brought back to health um, by, what's the uh, the priest's name again? Father Gromwell? Yes. Um, Father Gromwell brought him back to health, but he was so fucked up looking. Like his face was smashed in, the back of his skull was smashed in. Uh, it ended up with him wearing uh, a brace across the back of his head going across the front of his face so it keep his his uh, his jaw shut so he constantly is talking like this. It always sound very aggravated. Very agriculture. Agravating <laughs> 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 Agriculture is the sum of all parts. Um, but um, not having Um, A lot of mental capacity. He ended up just helping around the town uh, with simple jobs and uh, he found himself uh, being essentially adopted by Agnes who was a local farmer in in Wiccan and uh, Agnes he uh, Calum viewed Agnes as uh, kind of a, a, a daughter figure who he had adored and grown attached to. Um and it wasn't until the raid on Wiccan that he spouted out that he thought uh, Agnes was his daughter, or just viewed her as such. So,
4: so at this point, the, the fate of Agnes is unknown. So, let's step into into Aftar. Like I said, he's he's like the guy that seems like he's the only one that it, it's almost like he he's going insane in the insane world. Like he's just. Uh, he doesn't understand what the hell's going on. So tell us, tell us a little bit about what's going on in Athar's head. So <clears>
5: Athar <throat> is um, he is he's uh, older than the rest of the group. He is uh, almost forty years old. He's thirty nine, and he has a family now. He has his wife Ava and his eight year old son Lachlan, um, who are both still missing. He doesn't know if they made it out, if they get to safety, um, and he is trying to guide the group to work together uh to try and find his family. Um and he is struggling with his past. So Astar moved to Wiccan in his twenties to escape a life uh that he had before as a cleric. Uh, but he was kicked out of the church because uh of his temper. He lost his temper, uh doling out what he thought was judgment to someone he believed deserved it. And um he he found peace once again as a shepherd in Wiccan and started helping out uh, the farmers and fixing people's roofs, feeding the hungry, trying to earn back the respect of his deity because he has been stripped of his clerical ability. Um, but he, his main goal right now is to find his wife and son, um, but he is struggling with his rage issues. Makes sense. Who
4: does he worship again? The Grandfather? Is it? Uh, yes. Uh, so, so Borner, uh, what's going on in his head? I mean, at this point he's, he's sitting at the table, this guy, uh, um, uh, uh, Marin Grast is, is clearly off his rocker a little bit. I don't know if he's mad with power or if he's just mad or if he's drunk, whatever. Uh, what's, what's going on in his head at this point? I mean, he, you know, you see the fall of Wiccan, um, you get stuck on the prison ship you you get brought to a Festival of All Places which is just just seems like an insane place so I mean, what what's going on in his head at this point he's sitting at the table eating you know roasted duck with this madman well he's
2: uh extremely uncomfortable because of um the man's uh physical disciplining of of Amos and he is also internally very stressed and distraught because of uh, the people from Wiccan who are missing, um, particularly uh, Liza, who he was close to. Um, and um, I'm, I'm not sure, because it's still sort of up in the air at the, at the moment, but Bornor's kind of supposed to, you know, we were sort of back and forth between he was supposed to be from uh, Caster Hag originally and he's also uh, just generally uh, uh, on guard and uncomfortable with his current situation because he has never been to this part of the Blight um, and he's not familiar with this area um, so he feels out of his element even more so than when he was in Wiccan
4: uh, so uh, So Jerry that's What's going me. on with Jerry?
0: Well, you know, Jerry, he's just had, uh, I think he watched, I think, one or two of his siblings. Murdered in front of him. He told the last one to go see Sherry. He's pretty sure they're all dead, so he's kind of recovering over that. And really, he just wants something to do with his hands to keep his mind off the incredible tragedy. Um, yeah, denial. Denial's the way of the world, man. And, uh, yeah, any- anything to keep his mind off uh, terrible loss. I'll
4: correct you. This is this is The lime. The lime the lime not denial all right,
0: all right
4: on. <laughs> uh, come on that was decent
0: it was once i got over the fact that it was at my expense i actually liked it good, good job
4: <laughs> yes yeah, so I, I i totally imagine him just sitting at this table like this crazy shit's going on this guy's getting like beaten and Jerry's just sitting there with his crochet needles. Oh making yeah, new bags. oh
0: yeah. He's like, he—he uh, he sees a piece of cloth. He sees the curtain. He sees a thread unraveling. He's like, oh, I'm just uh, gonna go, gonna grab, gonna grab this, thank you." And then he starts crocheting with a piece of thread, and then the curtain slowly unravels.
1: You know the face that um, Gimli makes when uh, they throw the dwarf finally in the Lord of the Rings movies. <laughs> I'm, I'm imagining he's got that sort of eye-popping look and he's just slowly slurping some soup and and then nods slowly as the beating's going
0: on. Mm, yes, no, he's just not looking at that, just uh, just doing something else, he's very, very, very clearly ignoring what's going on, because as I said, denial makes the world go round. Right. It's a great river.
4: Right. So, so now we, last but not least, I mean, the man that seems to be enjoying this the most, uh, Cecil.
0: Cecil? Cecil? So,
1: um, I mean, so besides uh, intoxication, uh, what's going on in his head, in his head is that um, he's finally in an environment where maybe he can, you know, make it along well and, and like, thrive, because in Wiccan you, you had to do hard work, and respect your elders all this boring stuff um and he is actually an orphan that got uh passed around church to church of uh lady grace until he was finally um placed in wiccan and most of his formative memories are with father gromwell um but he thinks that he's got like maybe a real mother father um in Castor Hague, that possibly he could find, or at least that you know, he really belongs here because it's his origin. Um, so he's he's giddy about uh, the opportunity to um, carve out a niche for himself here, although he's um, he's a bit dragged down because his, uh, his friends have a little too much conscience for the big city. Sorry, conscience for the big city. And, uh, well, he's got to figure out how not to piss them off into abandoning him so he dies, but also getting what he wants. I should also mention that he's hoping that Father Gromwell is here. because um, he's the closest thing that Cecil's actually had to a father figure, and probably the only religious man that uh, Cecil respects. Um, and when Gromwell departed the church at Wiccan, he had... That he didn't tell anyone where he was going. He's just like, oh, I'm going to pack up my painting supplies and leave. Bye. So the Cecil's miffed about that, but also wants to find dad.
4: So let's, um, let's, let's, I, I guess we'll head outside. We'll start outside. Um, you know, night has fallen. Um, you know, uh, festival is, uh, very different place. I don't think that either, either Aftar or, or, um, uh, Callen's ever been used to a place like this I mean it's just you know the the, the the smells the feelings I mean the whole place is just like got a little sway to it like the whole it's you know you you are right on the river I mean it's not you're not on solid ground, so you've got a little bit of sway feeling back and forth um, you guys you guys are outside and what's going on
3: I, I have a like a question about the environment and the surroundings is this Does it seem like festival is constantly like partying?
4: I I think you're right on the money. Yeah. I mean, really, it just smells like stale sweat. I mean, there's constantly you hear screaming and laughing, screaming and laughing everywhere. Um, You know, the the place is alive at night. I mean, it looks very different. I guess that's something, too, is, you know, you guys haven't seen this at night yet. So you guys are outside, you see all the lights. Yeah, I mean, it'd be equivalent to our Mardi Gras, only you feel like it's a little bit more sinister here. You know what I mean? It doesn't seem as as wholesome as, you know, real world. I mean, as uh, Mardi Gras would actually feel. Like, there's, there's something not right about
3: this place. All right. That's uh, that's that's uh, a little intimidating. And se- er, not Cecil. Fuck. Callan. Callan. <laughs> uh, Cowan would definitely feel 100% out of place, especially after coming from the environment that's wicked, that's quiet, and yeah. low population, and, you know, there might be one drunk in the middle of the night being loud. Yeah. Um, okay. All right. Cool. 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 Where are we at?
4: Uh, yeah, at this point, I mean, you guys you guys would be outside on the porch at uh, uh, Grass Hall. Yeah. Want me, to, want me to jump inside? you guys have anything you want to do outside?
3: Um, well, did we did we have that conversation already, or are we kind of like we? Re- I I think that? we
5: had a conversation already, um, because we we you were checking on me, and we were asking you were asking why Cecil was acting the way he was, and uh, I told him I basically told you that he doesn't have anybody that uh, cares for him enough, and that's why he acts the way he does.
3: Okay, well, I, I think if we had that conversation and we're kind of at a lull and we're hearing all the hooting and hollering going on outside of this um, porch or yard or garden, whatever we're standing in, um, Callan would kind of... He's he's kind of grown attached to Athar at this point because he seems like he's the most reasonable person. And uh, you can see that he's you know, emotionally attached to his family and he can relate to him in that he feels attached to Agnes and he'll reach over to Athar's shoulder and grab it and kind of look at him with both try to look at him with both of his eyes even though it's just his left eye staring directly at him, his right eye staring in the other direction. He's got the Marty Feldman eyes. Yep, exactly. And he says Athar we need to find Our family. I don't like this place. It smells. It stinks. Cecil's having too much fun. I want to choke him.
1: (laughs) If that's a factory, you know you're in a bad
3: spot.
5: (laughs) I know, buddy. I hate it here too. The only thing that has attracted defended me to her other rats.
3: We have to find your family, Agnes. We have to go back to Wiccan. And then he'll, like, do, like, one last strong squeeze of your shoulder and let go and kind of look around exasperated, helpless, like he doesn't know where the hell he is, and he just looks, you know, disheartened and sad.
5: It's going to be all right. Callan. We'll find her. The others will come around. It's, uh... It's hard on anyone, but... Don't, uh... Don't take it out on Cecil. He can't help it. He's, uh... You you gotta care about somebody else more than you care for yourself. He doesn't have that. I I like you. Well, Well, thank you. But, uh... I, what I did in there, I, sh- I shouldn't have done that. Uh, anger's not the not the way to deal with things. Even though sometimes it makes you feel okay for a moment. Uh, you don't want to hurt somebody and uh, live with that the rest of your life.
3: Hurt? you okay?
5: I will be. I just uh, miss my family, buddy. But, uh... We'll find them.
3: We have to try. Callan will uh, nod his head in agreement. He says, I hope so. I hope so. And then he'll tighten the... Um, he feels like the, the, the notes and bolts around his jaw brace is getting loose and so he tightens them up a little bit.
4: All right. So we'll uh, we'll step back inside to uh, to Grast Hall, and again this place is you know it's a very very large dining room that you guys are in right now. There are uh, pictures of all different family members all over the wall. Um, the place smells vaguely of rats, and you guys kind of get that smell. It doesn't doesn't smell right to you guys. And um, your your host Marin is wearing kind of a, an outrageous looking wig. He's dressed in, like, just outlandish colors. Like, he's just very, very odd looking fellow. So, at this point, he is, uh, pretty, uh, pretty far into his brandy. Um, he has a, uh, a woman coming in once in a while, just fills his glass. He's got a, uh, a bottle in front of him. She keeps bringing out new ones. Uh, so, uh, he's like, yeah, shit. Cecil? you were asking about, were you asking about, um, uh, um, uh, what's his name? Uh, Amos. You were asking about Amos, right? Yes. Was it you? What exactly is
6: his p-
4: position in your household? Oh, he's, um, uh, he's my he's my nephew. I don't, uh, he's, he's my nephew. I don't, I don't, uh, yeah, he's my nephew. He's, uh, he's a bit of a shit. Well, why do you keep him around, then? Yeah, I mean, well, he wasn't always a shit, and I just—I can't get rid of him. But I—I uh, I remember where I was going with this. Yes, you were asking about him, and I was going to tell you why he was in jail, right?
6: Yes, that—that that was it.
4: Yes, you see, there—there there is this—this this woman, and we don't—we don't care for her. Uh, her name is uh, uh, Grace, uh, Grace Spindleshank. Have you heard of her? No, I don't believe so. Alright, yeah, yeah, you would remember. She's a, wait, you're not a, he kind of leans in, he's like, you're not a necrophiliac, are you?
3: Oh, cr-
0: dear, um.
4: Jerry, no? Cecil, Cecil looks back, he's like,
1: well, oh, not that I've tried.
4: Right. <laughs> uh, green, green, green man, green man, necrophilia, no? Uh, um, that's disgusting. Just asking, no judgment. Just asking.
0: Uh, yeah, I no, don't. I don't think it's. I don't think it's a I... thing. Sorry. Uh, what?
4: <laughs> what is that? I
0: do
4: Where did he come from? That wasn't. A, he didn't it's sound like me. that a minute ago.
0: Jerry.
6: He, he, <laughs> oh Jesus! He sounds funny ever since he fell off a building. Uh, and I doubt this. I doubt this has done much for him.
0: No. Keep
4: him, keep him away from my fro- my floating brick walls. I, I feel like he's going to head bash them.
0: I, I don't like walls. Sometimes they hit me. Like I I just I, anyway, I'm talking so- to someone and then I turn around and there's a wall and it just smacks me. I don't know why walls don't like me.
4: All right. So no no necrophiliacs. Yes, no necrophiliacs. I it's I'm I'm not judging. I'm just asking. Okay. I'm gonna take that as a no. No one's answering me. That's okay. I I'm just wondering. So anyway, this this woman uh, Grace, she had uh, she had my my uh, my son, my my nephew in prison. You see, and um, she's it doesn't look good on the family, right? So what I'm thinking is perhaps uh, perhaps you could pay her a visit. Um, you know, I, I I would like to I, I would like to have her here in 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 Grast Hall. Um, perhaps perhaps you guys could bring her here. Is that something you could do for me? I, I would, I would, I would reward you handsomely, of course.
6: Oh, I'm sorry, brandy must be clotting my mind. How does the the bit about um, canoodling with the dead connect to uh, this lady and the reason you want her here?
4: Uh, I don't. Uh, it's a uh, uh, temptation and all that. I don't want you to fall into temptation. She's got. Uh, uh, it's, she runs a business, you see, and and. Um, I just wanted to make sure you guys didn't uh, wind up changing oh, sides. That's all I was
6: wondering. She caters to a very specific kind of, of interest.
4: She runs a zombie brothel?
2: He just
6: looks at you. know. we are at dinner.
4: <laughs> yes, please, where are your manners? Uh, serving wench, where are my brandies? That ah, stupid bitch. I, I don't even know her name, really. I call her Brandy because that's what she brings me. I
0: wonder if that's why my parents called my sister Sherry
4: that right, what could be eh i don't know did they enjoy brandy
0: no sherry
4: oh that makes more sense now thank you anyway there's some uh, some compote coming it's uh should be good you guys will enjoy this brandy's bringing it um well i uh yes yeah, so so
6: i think we well, can go do what you were asking um do you want her to
4: come here i mean would she come if invited Um, I don't really care, to be honest with you. I'll just get her here. You could bring her dead or alive. Either way, any state's fine with me. I I just would like to have a talk with her. Even if she's dead? Well, I guess that would eliminate the need for the talk, really. But yes, I I will take her dead. That was a great idea. I'm glad you thought of that. Okay, then. He he nods, and
1: internally he's like, Ether is never going to go for this. So he's just going to He's just going to nod at the time and then like maybe not bring it up. (laughs) Or or ask like, alright, so listen, we we're kind of in with the mob now, so we gotta go kill this lady. (laughs) We're kidnapped.
4: So the uh, the serving woman comes in with another bottle of brandy. He's like, uh, "You, yeah, bring brandy, uh, bring the brandy, and then uh, get me the thing." And he's kind of like making his hands and like the gesture of a ball. Bring, bring me the, th- you know, the thing. Bring me the thing. I, I need to. I want to give them the thing because they're going to do something for me. I want to give them the thing. And she's just looking very, very puzzled, and she just says, uh, "Yes, sir, of course," and she leaves the room. He's uh, like, hey, I've got a gift for you. Don't worry about it. But anyway, they bring in some, some compote out soon. You're, you're going to thoroughly enjoy it. It's very cool, of course. Um, uh, so anyway, what brings you guys to town?
6: So we told you we were
1: stranded here.
4: Right, yes, of course, of course you're stranded here. I understand. This is a fun place to be, though. I don't think you'd want to go anywhere else. Why would you want to leave here?
6: Uh, it seems difficult to sleep with the um, ambient noise...
0: Damn, my siblings aren't here, so I kind of want to go get them.
4: Ah. you keep changing your voice, it's the weirdest thing. I don't know.
0: I've lost control over my voice box.
4: I I put those damn knitting needles down. Have a drink, and he just brings it, pushes a glass in front of you, half of it spills on the table. I will
0: dip my knitting needles in the glass and keep knitting.
1: Could you remind me of the, the zombie brothel owner's name? Grace. Uh,
4: Grace Spindleshanked. He's like, yes, um, uh, anyway, you see, um, uh, we're a big happy family here, of course. It's, uh, there's, there's, there's more grass than I can, I can even count. I, more than I can care to say. There's, there's so many of us there, right? Isn't that right, Amos? And Amos is still just, you can tell, he's just embarrassed and just ashamed, you know, it's like he does not want to be there, and he's just like, yes, yes, uncle, of course. He's like, God, God save the queen, he says, he lifts, lifts his uh, glass up, and um, uh, go ahead and everyone roll a, if you have a, a secret door check.
1: I think everyone does, it's just, uh, I think mine is a little higher.
4: It's a d6. That's outside too? I um, failed. No, no, just the people that are inside.
1: I need to look at half elf rule again. I have a four and six chance.
4: All right. Yeah, and this is just you know stepping out of uh, out of game for a minute. This is essentially the um, uh, 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 sort of like a, a perception roll, essentially.
1: So I got a six. I guess that means I fail.
4: That is a failure. Okay. Alright, so everybody fails their, uh, secret door check. Alright, so you'll find, if you, if you, if you're interested in going to see them, you, you find Grace underneath, uh, underneath the pier. It's, uh, it's, it's near Blackfinger. You know where Blackfinger is? No. Well, I'll have Brandy give you directions. That's fine. Um, yes, yeah, so it's 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 underneath Blackfinger. There's a pier underneath. It's it's hanging. It's the strangest thing. But if you hang around, I'm sure you'll see. You may see Grace walking around, or you'll see one of her women walking around. Um, yeah, just ask them. Ask them. You tell them you want to see Grace. Yeah, I'm sure they'll bring you to Grace. There shouldn't be a problem. Nice and easy. In and out. You know, mention her name, and she'll be there. all right. Yeah, I'll take you to. That. Uh, so. That's all you got to do. Just uh, talk to Grace. Say, Grace, come on down. I, I I want you to see my friend and uh take her here. Uh, that's that's all I need from you. Is that that's simple enough?
6: I uh, sure. Yes. <laughs> I
4: mean,
1: yes. Who could screw that <laughs> up?
2: <laughs> so to step out of character for a minute, have I forgotten the context of why we would be agreeing to be assassins for this guy?
4: Well, he's not necessarily asking to be assassins, but you're, um, you you guys basically have, uh, essentially no direction. You guys came here, you you don't know how to get out, uh, the Blight, a.k.a. Castor Hage, is this monster of a city, so even just to get out, I mean, it's gonna be a very difficult thing.
1: Well, one of the, like, the sort of reasoning behind this is that he's been nice enough to, like, host us, and is offering us, um... I guess informal employment. If we deliver one of his enemies, so that he can most likely do her harm. Um, okay. So, <laughs> so, Cecil's a little curious, so he might at least want to go talk to Grace, but maybe not follow through with it. Depends on the kind of person Grace is.
4: Right. Yeah, it's, it's like essentially. I mean, to 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 save your own lives, you guys are are basically in the pocket of the Thieves Guild. Um, you know Eleanor Shank came and saved you. She's a representative of the Thieves Guild. So the way he sees it is you guys are you guys are in the pocket of the Thieves Guild. Yeah. Our, our only
1: our only main direction is uh, the big mob is probably going to find and kill us if we don't find Um Urias.
2: Yeah. Uriah. Uriah. Yeah. I remember that the finding Uriah Garrick plot. So that I wasn't sure how they related. Yeah. Okay.
4: Um, yeah, yeah. Basically, you guys, uh, Castor Age is a, is a city of guilds, and you are basically tied into the thieves guild if you want to stay alive, kind of deal. Um, so you need to find Uriah or Garrick, or at least find out what may have happened to him. You know, he's gonna he's going off the radar. If he's dead, find out why he's dead. If he's dead, if he's alive, if he's prison, you know, hmm. free him. Whatever you got to do to get him out of there. Hmm. Um, so it's basically this is another. The Grast family is a big family festival, so it's basically just another guild. So he's trying to get you guys to help him out, he'll do some favors, you know, Okay. oil some gears, whatever, yeah, okay. um, grease some wheels. Uh, Cecil
1: is actually gonna, like, once it's sort of, like, informally agreed, he's going to uh, change the subject towards the smell. I, I noticed, not too insulted.
6: it, it may just be up from the port, um... The rat smell.
4: Do you know what that is? What on earth are you talking about, rat smell? It's, uh, well, clearly, I mean, you guys are not very well bathed. I mean, look at you. You, you look like you haven't taken a shower in, in weeks. It's probably one of you.
1: Cecil made a point of taking a bath when we were at the hostel. <laughs> Although I don't know how clean the water is here. <laughs> yeah,
4: maybe it's the green fella. Look at the green fella. He's dirty as hell. Hey, I'm incredibly cleanly. Yes, I I can tell, yes. I think he's not clean at all, Cecil. I think he's very dirty. Yes, you're very clean, Borinor. Was that his name?
6: Yeah, well, I don't know. Can you blame him? It's sort of, you know, in their culture.
4: Oh, right. He's like, he's like, he's like pretending to whisper, but like he absolutely, like you can hear him clear as day. I think he's, I, I think he's trying to, I don't know. He's dirty. I smell him from here anyway. He's probably where the rat smells coming from. All right. Let's, uh... We'll do this thing for you. Ah, very good. Again, I don't think I got a straight answer. You're not into necrophilia, correct? Again,
2: that uh, is... yes.
4: ...revolting. Oh, good, good. So, no. Right? No? No. All right. Jerry says no. Uh... And, okay. We'll have to ask your friends outside uh, before you go on his trip. I just want to make sure.
6: Mm. Aftar is pretty upright, but maybe if it were his dead wife. uh, That's really not the kind of hypothetical one should go down. Anyway, um...
4: Well, well, what about the goofy fella? The one that was looking at me and and the serving wench at the same time?
6: No, I'm not even sure if he can get it up anymore. He's a bit bit damaged. Um, No, no, yes. uh, Allow me to deliver this to them. I I know them a bit better, and I, I... I feel as though the potential unsavouriness of the task would come better from my lips, perhaps. Uh, good, good. If, if you'll excuse me, I, I regret I'll have to miss the combo.
4: Oh, well, that's fine. Anyway, I'm getting bored of this conversation, so I shall <laughs> see you guys when you bring... <laughs> I shall see you when you bring uh, Grace here. Uh, good. Uh, is that uh, we arranged? Yes? Grace, you bring her here? Um yeah all right very good uh thank you brandy please see these. please see this uh gentleman out uh the green man and the uh, the uh, dwarf and uh, the one with the, the needles i'm not sure i don't think that um i don't think she has men anyway so he should be okay um uh and cecil i'm pretty sure you you're not into necrophilia so you're you're good to go all right so uh see them out please and bring me some more brandy if you don't mind
0: Right, bye. Um, I'm, I'm gonna take the rest of this curtain. Bye. Uh,
4: what? That's my curtain. Uh, thank you so uh.
0: much. I will bring back a, a poncho or something, eh? Bye.
4: What is, what is wrong with that man? Keep him, Brandy. Watch my bricks. Make sure he doesn't hit my bricks with his head, please.
0: Oh, thank you, Brandy. I don't like your bricks.
4: <laughs> She's like, my name is Susan.
0: Oh.